Today's episode is brought to you by Patreon supporter John Peters. If you'd like to learn how you can support the podcast through a small recurring monthly donation, just log on to schooloflaughs.com forward slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Thanks, John. Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by schooloflaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Thanks again to John Peters and all of the Patreon supporters for making this podcast happen. And thanks to everyone who's taken the online class. Shout out to all you guys uh, for making this happen, too. Without all that coming in, then none of this is going out. So hopefully the transaction is worth your while and you're picking up some tips along the way. Also, a, a quick shout out to Bet Logden, or it could be Betty Logden, out in Portland, Oregon. Uh, thanks for the email you sent recently. Glad you're digging the podcast and getting something out of the uh, insider tip sheet as well. And always good to hear from people that are on the other end of the emails and the podcast. So never feel like you're bothering me by shooting me an email. Love to hear from you. Hey, today I've got a fun podcast episode with my good buddy Josh Novi, who lives in the middle of the heartland, the breadbasket, the cornfields, the Iowa, the Des Moines. That's right. He's out there in the middle. And he talks about, uh, you know, kind of the not the struggle, but the the need to create your own opportunities in areas where there's not as much going on. Uh, he started comedy about seven years ago in Gainesville, Florida, before moving to Des Moines and is now getting ready to move somewhere else, as you'll hear in the podcast. So a lot of fun. I think you're going to dig this episode. And uh, Josh is a good guy with a lot going on and hopefully a lot more going on. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Here is Josh Nove. How's it going there, Josh? Hey, Rick. It's going uh, pretty great right now, actually. It's a beautiful day out, and I am enjoying it. Yeah, well, you're a, you're a pretty busy guy these days, so I thought I'd kind of grab you before you got so busy you wouldn't have time for us little podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Well, I appreciate you doing it, and... We have a lot of mutual friends, a lot of friends that listen to the podcast that know you, but I also know for sure there's a lot that don't know about you and don't get to your neck of the woods very much. So I thought I'd kind of pick your brain a little bit today and you can kind of let us know what's going on in the part of the world you're in right now. And then we can talk about where you're headed next in a minute. So what's what's the scene yeah. like there in the Des Moines area, uh, open mic wise, and then the club? Uh, so the scene is very similar to most other scenes where it's, uh, you know, there's a small group of guys who get together and uh, talk about their uh, genitals. And, <laughs> and then, you know, then they laugh at it. And then, so it's, that's every, every scene I've been to in, in the United States. Every time I go to an open mic, it's the same, it's a, the same guy. So it's like uh, fourth grade all over again, isn't it? It, it, it really is. You go in there and you're like, I, I could have sworn I heard this joke in, Tallahassee last night oh yeah I did because it's the same thing so yeah but but they're, they're, they're good you know it's they're a good group of guys here we have a lot of actually a lot of really good talent that comes out of Des Moines uh unfortunately one of the things about Des Moines is that when you get to a certain point you have to sort of move on right so there's, there's no there's no there's no up like uh like we have we have the funny we have a funny bone here and 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 
very few people work for the funny bone here. So it's, they had a, they had a rift a few years ago between the funny bone and the local scene. I wasn't a part of that, but, uh, they don't really work with the local guys anymore. Gotcha. So a lot of the headliners are bringing their own feature and then they're getting their MCs from out of town as well. Yeah, actually there's only like four or five MCs. You know, we're all in the area, but every, I'm almost, I think everybody that is a MC at the funny bone here in Des Moines is actually a professional comic. Gotcha. And, and so, uh, the, the lady Alicia who runs it, she was very, very nice. And she lets us just come in when we, when we have an off weekend, we can come in and you know make some money while we're here. That's great. And then for po- folks that are way out on the both of the coast, you know, Des Moines is kind of in between a couple of other, uh, way in between a couple hours from other spots. Uh, Omaha is not too far. I know you get up there once in a while, right? Yeah. yeah I go to Omaha where Des Moines is strategically located in between, uh, Omaha, Minneapolis, Kansas city, and then Chicago. So there's, there's, we're, we're actually in a really good spot for, for, for traveling as a comedian. Well, that's cool. So you, you're, uh, you're there in Des Moines, you're doing your thing and, how long have you been at it total? Uh, see, I'm, I, I'm uh, seven and a half years-ish. Yeah, it's about seven and a half, almost eight years now. And That's then cool. uh, and then I, I really lucked out. So a couple of years ago, well, I think it was the first time we met. I was going to my first CCA conference. And that conference I lucked out because Nazareth did – a breakout session about how to get booked and he did this whole thing and and all i did i wrote down everything nazareth said that was the beginning of june and so that was 2015 but by the end of july i put everything that he said to do into practice and by the end of july i was working as a full-time comic no it's awesome i have to pass that on i'm sure you've told him but i'll I'll yeah i I told him that and that's but i was like that's for when, when people ask me about the cca and what you know and the benefits of being a CCA member, of course, you have, you know, you know, gotta, you're saved, which is the, the number one. But then I think that the, that the biggest benefit for us is that we, we share the knowledge instead of keeping it to ourselves and being very, uh, uh, introverted with all that, that knowledge. We like share it. We want us, we want to see other people uh, succeed too. So. Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're all doing shows and there's more shows to refer to other people to do more shows and, for doing good shows, then it'll multiply out for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's like I can't remember somebody. It's not like we're all, we're we're all scared about somebody taking our piece of pie, but uh, you know, if we all work together, there's going to be more pie. Yeah, that's the uh, the National Speakers Association. Uh, that's their mantra: uh, grow the pie bigger instead of just trying to get your slice and get out of there. Because if if there's more pie, we all I guess we all get diabetes. I'm not sure what happens in the end, but <laughs> I'm not opposed to eating more pie. Is all I'm saying. I I think I've eaten my share of pie for the for the year <laughs> last week. So, yeah, no kidding, man. Uh, well, was there one piece of advice that you found the most helpful from Nazareth that you put into use that you you're like, man, that was crucial, and that's that's helped me get to this point of being full time. Yeah, you know, the number one thing that I that I realized is that the harder I work, the more I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, and I just found that if I spend you know, if I work 10% harder than, than other people, then I found that I get blessed 200%, you know? So I just found out if I spend an hour a day working on the business side of comedy, 
I was just, it, you know, God took over and, and made it unbelievable. So, yeah, there's no, uh, no substitute for extra work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, that was the number one. It was just like how much that you have, you have to treat it like a business. You know, we always, we all just want to goof off and, and, and do all that stuff. But then, you know, you know, then you gotta, sometimes you gotta do taxes. Yeah. There's sucks. There's times where, uh, well, I, I spent more than a decade just goofing off and, uh, I, I think about all those days and hours and free time I had now that I've got a family and kids and like, Oh gosh, I wish I had that time back and had the somewhat of the head knowledge I have now and could have made a big difference, but I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm happy where I'm at and it, it keeps getting better, but yeah, you're smart at a younger age uh, earlier in to realize the, the off stage time is, uh, is work time. And then the, the show is the show. Yeah. Time. Yeah. You know, I, I was telling somebody this the other day is that, uh, it, especially in Iowa. So I, I started my comedy career in Gainesville, Florida, and went in a small scene down there. And actually, there's uh, there's uh, five or six of us that are professional comedians out of a scene of about 15, which I think is a pretty good. That's a great uh, ratio. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so but that one of the things that we did was we all worked together. And when, when people talk about the bigger cities, they always talk about come, coming up in the comedy clubs and doing all these other things. And I think that moving to Iowa actually helped me out immensely because, you know, everybody talks about you have to work your way up the ladder, but in Iowa, there's no ladder. And so not only do you have to build your own ladder, you have to build your own tools to make the ladder. So, yeah, that's a good point. Like Iowa, <laughs> there may not be a ladder. There's a grain elevator. I know that. Couple, yeah, of yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you went out and hustled, and, and I remember talking to you a few years back, and you were putting together some of your own shows and getting some of the the uh, marketing stuff and the approach and the 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 first letter to the different groups kind of honed and getting that wording the way that that works. And you know, you put on mm-hmm. a lot of shows there, which uh, is another great way for comics to kind of get their own foot in the door in in places nobody else is getting them in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, if you're if you have a small scene or you or your uh, comedy sort of fits outside of whatever the regular scene is, yeah, if you just just put on your own show. If if nobody's booking you, you know, book yourself. And how many comics do you have in uh, in the Des Moines area that that you feel like you can kind of bounce ideas off of and 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 help out as well? Like, you have a core group of of buddies there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we have a smaller scene, so I think there's probably um, people that come out on a regular basis, probably 20 and 25 comedians that come out on a regular basis to open mics. And then as far as people that I feel comfortable bouncing ideas back off, probably, you know, four or five. And that, but that includes, you know, of course, you know, the, the, the guys that have done so much for me as far as like uh, professional comics, you know, like John Bush, Willie Farrell, you know, those guys that taking took me under the wings especially when i was first starting out here you know taking me on the road with them so yeah the guys that i trust the most and willie would uh let you ride in his trunk i'm sure a few gigs oh, yeah. <laughs> if there wasn't some other bodies in there already <laughs> yeah yeah it's Jimmy, it's Jimmy. he said get in the trunk i'm too fat i can't i don't fit i don't it's uh that's a very specific joke that nobody's gonna get so that's great i love that yeah, although Willie's been around for a long time, there'll be some people who know oh Willie Farrell. That's that's great, man. Well, I saw that you, and this is what kind of provoked me to kind of get you on the horn here before it got away from me is you, you spent some time, spent some resources to get a, a DVD put together, and it looks yeah. like, is that 
finished product or you were just uh, teasing out a couple of videos from the DVD? It, it's pretty much finished. And, and, and uh, I, I, I lucked out because one of my buddies is a professional videographer, filmographer, cinematographer, whatever the name is. And, uh, and he had all the equipment. And so we just wanted to, to make a DVD. So we, we uh, ran out the school uh, theater here in Des Moines. And we did a, a, a five camera shoot, and and not not because of me, but the the the, the, the DVD looks amazing because you know because uh, it does look really uh, <laughs> it looks lush yeah yeah like the colors again, the curtains everything really looked really sharp they're really sharp and then like you can even watch he uh, he even brought like the a jib out there and so he had like these he had these 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 panning uh, frames. And I'm like, I was like, this is unnecessary, but amazing. I'm, I'm grateful for it. So, That's pretty cool. Well, can you give us a couple of tips on uh, pre-planning that DVD for, and how that, that went well and helped you save some time? And then also anything after the fact you wish you would have done that other people should be aware of? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think the, the number one thing is that I planned it for, I want to say, three or four months before we even shot the DVD. And everything was planned to a T. Uh, and of course, everything went awry the day of, but that happens. <laughs> Give me a couple uh, we of had, examples. Had, uh, so, so this number one example, and I'll tell you, and, uh, and you, can t- you, can, you can tell by my voice in the video, is that the, the, when I shot the video, I had strep throat and laryngitis. Mm, yeah. That's so so I, was on, <laughs> I was on antibiotics. And I was like, I drank, I think, about four cups of throat coat before I went out. Yeah. yeah. If people out there don't know about throat coat, it's a great tea. You can usually find it at a, at most of your Walgreens, CVS-type places. But if yeah. you can order it online, that stuff, that works miracles to kind of calm down the soreness and, and open up your throat a little bit. Oh, I know. Yeah. It, it has – I can't remember what it's called. It has, like, uh, some some slippery eel bark or something like that. Mm-hmm. That does something weird to your throat, but but it gets you know it gets you through it. It's it's not it's not going to make you better, but it gets you through an hour. Yeah, of talking. You know, it's funny when yeah. I did my uh, bananas episode way back in the day, I had the same deal. Strep throat was just uh, bronchitis and strep throat at the same time. I hadn't slept in two days, and there I am having to get up at five thirty to go do radio all the way through the the full day of shooting sides and extras, and then the the show itself and. I look back at that. I'm like, how did I even get through that thing? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, just, you don't see this on the, on the, the film, but I left the stage and I went backstage and I, and I collapsed because I was, uh, I was done. I was absolutely done. So yeah, it was, yeah, it's, that, that's what you, one of, one of the things that we talk about is that you, no matter how much you plan for something, there's something that's going to uh, be outside of your control. Yeah, do you think your system got worn down with stress in the days leading up to it, which enabled you to get strep throat? I'm just curious. I th- I think so, and because uh, I it, it I probably I think I had strep throat for about I think it was about I had strep throat for about four or five days beforehand, and then the day before, then I got laryngitis. Mm. So, so the day that the, the day of, I was trying to to not talk to anybody which was difficult when you're trying to run a DVD. so uh <laughs> it was fun it was fun but we got through it and that's 
and actually, I, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Sarah Silverman, and I think she was on Pete Holmes, but she was talking about how her DVD, she, she had almost the exact same thing happen, whereas, except for, you know, except for she, they paid, you know, $75,000 for her right. taping. So, so, a little bit different. But she talked about how that, how she, you know, they, they wanted to see if she wanted to redo the whole DVD and it just didn't make sense. And I was almost going to, to do the same thing, but I was like, you know what, if Sarah Silverman can, can not do it, then I'm, I'll, I'm probably okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of Michael Jordan when he had the, the flu and he poured in flu. Like, like 52 points or something in the playoff game. Yeah. And you know, then he went That's, back and just threw up and collapsed when he was done. I think he was actually throwing up during during timeouts. He was like throwing up in a bucket and then going back out. He was, and yeah, yeah, that's the the flu game, and then that's so that's why I want people to remember me like that. I want to be the the fat white Michael Jordan of comedy. That's what I want to be remembered as. Well, you're not the only one, my friend. There's a few out. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. So, um, and then so you produced it independently. Are you releasing it through anything or have anybody help distribute it or doing it off your website as a download? What are your, your distribution options? So with, uh, with what I, with the audio, I just took the audio from the DVD and to make the audio album. And then I turned those into, I, I made download cards with little QR codes, you know, that, so people can, uh, you know, just buy them at, uh, at my shows, you know, download a quick, you know, thing. Well, thing. Um, and then the DVD itself, I, I, I have, the two options I have, uh, they can buy it digitally, which I have. I can send them a digital code, or I'm looking at. Uh, I have to go to get. I'm getting some physical ones made. Not too many because nobody buys, uh, you know, DVDs anymore. And uh, and I'm and I'm looking at a couple of different streaming uh, services as far as as far as trying to get it on Amazon Prime and Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. And that's the biggest challenge for me right now is trying to figure out what. Uh, which service to go to and how much, how much money do I want to give up or do I want to put money up front to pay for a service to put it on? And then, you know, so that's, that's a whole nother level of stuff. I never thought I would have to um, go through. Yeah. That's interesting. There are a lot of different ways you can approach it. If you, if you found an option that was more of you give up maybe a slightly higher percentage as the downloads come and, and not too much in advance, that's probably the best way to go. And then you, and yeah. you know, sign on to that for as short as amount of time as you can to see if it works and it works for you and then take it from there. But that's great that you've got not only, you know, of course the DVD is a great thing for fans and, and to get a following going, but now you've got a lot of great clips, high quality clips. You can start promoting yourself yeah. with more and more. Yeah, actually I already, I've, I think I, I think I got it done last week was when it was finally finished. And I've already used clips off of that to, to you know, help book shows, and it's it's a it's been unbelievable, and just just having that high that super high quality, the difference it makes between that and having you know even like a nice camcorder, there's a, there's a complete difference in, in having a in a professional quality, you know, clip. Yeah, yeah, and how much how how much time did you do, and did you have any little extras that you cut out of the main? dvd but made as extras or anything like that yeah so we did i did two shows uh that night uh and wait a the, second the, the, wait a second yeah. michael jordan only yeah. played one game you you played two I games strep throat i know that's what that's what you guys do so yeah. i i so i did i did an early show and a late show and on the late show i i went first 
because I, I didn't want the, the crowd to be tired when I went up there. Uh-huh. Uh, so <laughs> I did. I did. I did an hour, and we had I think a thirty minute break after everything was said done, and then I went back out there half an hour later and went 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 back up for another hour. That's cool. Did you? I guess you had a couple of your local buddies do some time as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It was great. I had. I was. That was one of the the benefits of of doing that was I had four people on each show and I give them all, you know, five to seven minutes and giving them a chance to have that, that professional, you know, DVD quality clip they can give the festival and stuff was a, as a big sell for them. So, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I, I had, and I was, it was something nice I could do. I had four people on each show um, and they all did great and, and it was amazing. So, yeah, so what, so what I did, so I had, I did about an hour on each show, and then I think there's only, of, of the second show, I think we only used a few minutes of the second show, and, and somewhere in the middle, I think there were some audio issues. Uh, uh, so, so I think that the DVD length at the, right now is 45 minutes. And so we, we took out the, the, the ones that I didn't like, and how I didn't like, how I, if I had a weird face when I was saying something, or if, uh, if I didn't like the crowd's reaction. Yeah. You know, we can always edit it and make me look funnier. So <laughs> there you go. That's cool, man. And I know that all this is part of just uh, getting deeper into comedy and being more committed to it. And it sounds like you're getting ready to move as well. Is that, is that right? I am. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting ready next month. I'm moving to LA because I, awesome. I can't wait. To, I'm going to become a disappointment on the coast. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Disappointing people from, from yeah, Iowa yeah. all the way to California. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be my new bio. This man has made tons of people from coast to coast hate his comedy. So just well, that's cool. What are, what is the initial plan? Do you have a roommate where you'll be able to just to, to get a room, or are you gonna go out there on your yeah. own? What's the scoop? Yeah, so I, I I'm renting a room out just to start out with for the first few months, uh, just to kind of get settled in and see how I like it and what, what areas are like. And then, uh, you know, I'll probably um, get a little studio apartment, you know, cause I mean, I, I'm sure you know, but you know, the, the difference in price between Des Moines and LA is a little bit, a uh, little bit radical. Uh, yeah. yeah. What did you find? So, like what are, double or triple? Oh, so, so I see it's, So what I'm paying right now for a four bedroom house in Des Moines with a huge backyard and a huge front yard, I'll be paying more for a studio apartment in yeah. LA. Yep. So I, are, are you downsizing a little bit or have you been pretty, uh, yep. Yep. Selling some things off. Yeah. Just trying to, yeah. Selling my plasma, whatever I can just to make fun. And, uh, no, just, yeah, just trying to get rid of as much stuff as possible. Uh, who is, I think is it Jared Tennant? Isn't that the one who he has, he only has like, Seven shirts total. Oh yeah, Derek Tennant with the seven shirts, the t-shirts yeah. that he travels with. Yeah, that's and, like the goal. I can't. That's that's amazing to me. Just imagine not having stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's mind-boggling to me. After you settle down for a while and you got kids, you're just like I'm constantly giving away the kids' stuff, but I I have a hard time parting with mine. Although last weekend I finally threw out some VHS tapes and stuff that I, that I used to send to bookers, but. Uh, I just How could you do those? Are collectibles, right? Those are collectibles. I kept, I kept one of everything. Um, oh, I, threw, okay. 
but there was a lot of everything. So there's, I still have a small closet <laughs> full of stuff that I'm not even interested in looking at. I'm not sure why, why I still have it. That's great, man. So you're headed out there. Have you been out there before? Uh, did you go out there for one of the clean comedy conferences or anything? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I've been out there a few times for, for different shows. And then back in August, I went out there for the clean uh, comedy competition uh, that Leslie uh, uh, Townsend uh, puts on. It was great. It was amazing. We, you know, it could make, you make amazing friends, get to meet some, some, uh, some great people. I got to, you know, hang out with Jimmy Brogan and, and talk to Dan Smith from the, the Ice House. And that was one of the things that, that made me decide to move to LA was that I did really well. And not only do I have a lot of friends in LA already, but I also heard from people that have been established in the, the, the comedy for a long, long time told me that I need to, you know, go ahead and make that jump and try to get out of Des Moines for a little bit, at least. Yeah. Are you going to pursue any commercial work, acting, any kind of that stuff, or just a little bit of everything and see what sticks? Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it. You know, I, I, I hope to be the next Billy Gardell. I, I'm just looking for, I'm looking for a TV show that wants a, a, a fat white guy uh, to put on and, right. and pay me a lot of money. That's, that's the dream, I think. But in the end, I think I, in the end, I think I'm just like everybody, you know, everybody else, like I, I I'm addicted to stand up. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, I'm, I'm still going to go out on the road and, and uh, make a fool of myself. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing, too. You'll have to hit the road to pay the bills back home because the, the L.A. sets will be, you know, small pay, if any, and lots of them. So you'll, I know. You know, sounds like you've got, got enough gigs you're doing now. You'll be able to come back, too, and you'll start cranking <laughs> frequent flyer miles and, and some of that stuff, getting back and forth. That's a. That's the sad part is I've already got, I already have a bunch of stuff booked in the Midwest. And so I'm, I have to move to, I'm moving to LA and then like two weeks later, I'm coming back. I'll just, to, just to go work anyways. So. Well, that's okay. I mean, be, be thankful for that because that's, you'll find out there, yeah. there'll, there'll be some paying work here and there after you get your roots uh, in the ground a little bit, but the stuff back home is, is good. And you may, yeah. have, may appreciate it more after you go out there for a little while. Like, Oh man. Okay. I see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the scary thing for me going out there is you know well, one you got to start all over again. You know you, you, you're, I think they talk about everybody that leaves their their scenes. They're the best of the scene, but then you go out to LA and you're hanging out with a thousand of the other best of their scenes. Yeah, so go go from being a big fish in a small pond to a, a small yeah. fish in a, in a wildfire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch exactly. out for the mudslide. Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah else. well that's cool man well i'm excited for you i'm glad i got a chance to catch up with you a little bit before you headed out there um i guess i should ask you really quickly too i looked at your website before i got in touch with you today and it, it looks really cool i like the flow of it it looks great on digital as well but i couldn't see like what the platform was how you know what you used to design it was that a uh just a platform you could sign up for online or did you have that custom made uh, actually, yeah, it's it's Squarespace, but then I hired a graphic designer to make it for me. Smart. Yeah, so I paid. There's, a, you know, I paid him a couple hundred bucks. Little a kid from a from a college paid him a couple hundred bucks. They already had all the stuff in there because there's, you know, there's some there's stuff that I'm not good at, and uh, anything with design or colors or uh, picking out clothing is not my forte, and I just let other people do that. So. Well, that's cool. I just want to say it looks good and uh, 
it's really crisp and clean. I like that. It doesn't doesn't have a lot of extra stuff you don't need. It's got the the nuts and bolts of of what people are looking for when they come to find you. Yeah, I, I think was, for me, if, I think my next one because uh, Johnny W's website is is I think is one of the best websites out there, and I'm not sure exactly where he get he got it from, but you would want, him, like, you'd want to talk to Marty Simpson. Oh, Marty, man. Okay. Yeah. Yep, he, he's the man behind the website that you're talking about. But yeah, that's cool. I, the one thing I might suggest, I wasn't on there a, a super long time, but a, a pop-up to get some email addresses on there. If you don't have that plug-in, I would, I would find one to get oh. that. Oh, yeah, that's actually fun. My, I, I, I'm going to redo them because I, I, we, we did that website about a year ago, so it's about time for to, to update it. And uh, that's that's really smart because I want to put yeah because I, I just want to put a merchandise uh, tab on there to to sort of put people towards buying stuff or uh, yeah that's really smart. That's cool. I, I'll throw this out there, although I don't use them yet. Um, there's a, a good merchandise platform called Sells S E L Z. Okay. And that's what you'll you'll see on Johnny W's and Marty's website, and you know they take a percentage. There's a monthly fee based on how many items you have in the store, but they handle all the transactions and all that stuff. So you don't have to worry about uh, the tech side of, of dealing with, you know, all that stuff. And it might oh. be worth looking into. And you could also, as part of that, I'm not sure exactly the rates and all that, but have a, a free download on there as well. So you might have a free download for event planners that you send a link to. Yeah. Work. That is yeah, that's pretty out. easy. Cause, that's what so that's what I did with my with the album is I was looking at different options and one of them was drop cards, but but of course you have to pay uh, fifty cents per drop card you get. And I was like I was looking at the, how to do it. I was like you know I could just take I could I could upload this to a, a website and then I could just create a QR code uh, on a business card that does the same thing for five cents. And yeah. uh, so that's. I mean, don't people don't tell people how much I'm, I paid for everything because I'm going to ask them for ten dollars anyways. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. But I was I was looking at oh I can I can I can save X amount of money because that's that's like the the, the poor side of me coming out. I was like oh, I need to save as much money as possible. Well, you do. I mean, you're going to be going to where things are more expensive. So uh, yeah, be, you know, have thick skin when it comes to people making fun of you for saving a dollar here and there because a dollar here and there is more like five dollars there. That it yeah. is. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Let everybody know your website. And if you're active on Twitter or Facebook, let them know that too. And I'll link to those in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. My uh, website is just uh, www.joshnovi.com. Uh, and I'm, I'm active on Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook slash Josh Novi. And then you'll never, you'll never guess this. My, my Twitter is also uh, slash Josh Novi. I, I'm very original. Hey, no, that's great. You had all those available and it's N O V E Y for people that are listening yeah. as they drive or on the treadmill. So very cool, Josh. Well, I'll be uh, keeping tabs on you and uh, I'll be putting this podcast out soon with all your links. Feel free to share it with your buddies and everybody listening, go check out Josh's clips and uh, check out that high quality DVD that he shot. It's good stuff, buddy. All right, buddy. Thanks so much for having me on the show. All right. Take care. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that episode with my good buddy, Josh. 
As you can tell, he takes the comedy thing seriously and is moving step by step towards his goal of, uh, you know, being even more full time and more West Coast as he's headed out that way. Just knocked out his DVD, which also the audio can be ripped into a CD and just doing things the right way, it sounds like. Hey, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast and you have a unique angle of what you could offer up as far as tips to help others from your experience, I'd be interested in uh, getting an email from you and we can discuss making that happen. You can always email me anytime about anything comedy related to schooloflaughs at gmail.com. But yeah, if you are in a niche, maybe you speak or you do comedy for a very specific bunch of folks, that's of interest to me. I'd love to interview you about that. Maybe you're on the production end of things, or maybe you book shows, or maybe you're a, a booker or a promoter. Any of those things tied into comedy, I'd be interested in talking to you about. So shoot me an email, schooloflaughs at gmail.com, getting ready to line up the interviews for the first part of next year. And I want to make sure I don't leave anybody out who's on the fence about maybe uh, doing a podcast. I know I've heard from a couple of people already. And uh, I'm going to just keep on making that list a little bit bigger. And then in a couple of days, just knock those things all out in early January. Thanks again for listening. If you're not taking advantage of the free insider tip sheet, shoot me an email, schooloflastgmail.com, and ask to be on that. Basically, on the 1st and 15th of every month, you get a little nudge letting you know the new podcast episode is out. Also with that, you get up to 15 links to comedy articles across the internet, uh, sometimes video stories on YouTube all relating to comedy, comedians doing the great things, and sometimes some not great things out there that are hitting the news. And those stories are going to be there every two weeks for you, so you don't miss them. Uh, and it's uh, all compiled for you by Brian Bates. All right. Thanks, Brian, for doing that, by the way. And thank you all for listening. Hope to catch you on the next episode. In between episodes here soon, I'm going to squeeze in a reissue of last year's Goals podcast. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to update that or just re-release as it is, along with the goals sheet, the worksheet that I sent out last year. A lot of people took advantage of that and have been asking me about doing that again. So be on the lookout for that coming up as you prepare to set your goals for 2018. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Stay safe and stay funny. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Last podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit SchoolofLaughs.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay funny.